Hello, welcome to my secret obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and I have some exciting news. In addition to this podcast, I am beginning another podcast that will feature steamy and ultra steamy romance novels. These will be available on the platform Ream Stories. Ream Stories is busy finalizing the ability to upload audiobooks to their site. As soon as it's up, I'll let you know and you can listen to the steamy side of Confessions of a Fallen Good Girl. Please stop by my page to see what's already available at tinyurl.com slash reamcherish. The ebook is now available on Amazon. So, get comfy, turn up the volume, and let's read a book. Chapter 22 Alicia paced the L-shaped area between Mike's desk and his sofa. Most of the time, she didn't have to wait around for him. He worked typical hours with some variation in length of time, but she'd always assumed that he was safe. Usually, Mike's job was routine bodyguarding for the wealthy or helping businesses with their security systems, but this was a new situation for her. She knew the men were hunting dangerous people, and that terrified her. She didn't want to think of Mike armed for battle and skulking around fanatical people who wanted him dead. She didn't know how long it would take to hunt down and eradicate the terrorist cell that was gunning for them. Earlier, as he informed her of what was going on, she'd freaked. Mike had patiently talked her down from her perch of paranoia, but she was still worried. Now, nervously twitching her hands together in front of her, she fought the fears that threatened to drown her. Memories of her own attack treaded dangerously close to the surface of her mind. She'd squashed those memories into the depths of her subconsciousness when she was with Bella, because she hadn't wanted her negativity to affect Bella. But now, as she waited for Mike to return to his office, she couldn't help but freak out. She had so many questions for him, but she knew that those questions would go unanswered. When Mike's office door opened and he walked in, she threw herself into his arms. Wrapping her arms around his neck, she pressed her mouth against his. I'm so glad you're back, she whispered between kisses. Although she'd been distracted as she watched television with Bella, she hadn't been able to calm the underlying current of worry that rippled through her gut. But being in Mike's arms buoyed her faith that everything would be all right. Mike was pleased with Alicia's passionate reception, but the pleasure of tasting her and feeling her affection was quickly affecting his body. Hey, baby, he soothed, cupping the back of her head in his hand, enjoying the silkiness of her honey-blonde hair. He brought his lips to hers again. He stepped forward, further into the room, as she stepped backward, not breaking the kiss. With his foot, he kicked his office door shut. He pulled away for a moment and gazed into her blue eyes. The depths of her eyes professed her love for him. She'd always been easy for him to read. He noted the tiny muscles that tightened around her eyes in worry, but he enjoyed the curve of her lips as she smiled at him. Did you miss me? He teased and stroked his hands down her back, a move that he knew she loved. As his hands pressed into her back and eased towards her ass, the tension she'd carried in her shoulders and back released, and she moaned at the pleasure. When he did that, it was like having a mini-massage. His fingers traversed their way up her back again, and both sides of her spine, and then descended, triggering another low moan. That feels so good, she said, pressing herself against him. She always loved the feel of his body. Strength and power radiated from him and gave her peace. In his arms, she knew that everything would be all right. I know how to please my lady, Mike whispered against her mouth, easing his hands down her back again. He cupped her ass in his palms, pulled her against his erection, 
and trailed kisses along her neck. The feel of Mike's erection against her triggered the tingles between her legs, but warning bells in her head. This was going too fast to end abruptly and go nowhere. Mike, we should stop, she panted. He squeezed her ass and rocked his hips against her. That's the worst idea you've ever had, he whispered between kisses that traced her collarbone. Pressing her hands against his shoulders, she pushed his upper torso away, but his hands still held her hips tightly against him. I want to, baby, but we're at your work. Now is not the time, she whispered, concerned someone passing in the hallway might hear her. Mike snorted. She didn't know how wrong she was. Now was the perfect time. He'd just returned from a potentially dangerous assignment, and he was leaving soon for a more dangerous assignment. Why the hell wouldn't he want to make love to her before leaving? That's where you're wrong, baby. He gazed into her heated blue eyes and noted the rising and falling of her chest as her breathing quickened. Now's the perfect time. I need you, Alicia. The words tumbled out of his mouth in a low rumble, like a sexy pleading that overwhelmed her. Her eyes narrowed slightly. But the others, they'll hear us, she said, stifling a moan as he sucked on her neck. He pressed his erection between her legs while his lips kissed their way to her ear. Then you better be quiet, he advised before nipping her earlobe. Her giggle turned into a moan as his fingers slipped under her shirt and raised goosebumps on her skin. Will you get in trouble? What if someone comes in? You're focusing on all the wrong things, Mike replied. He didn't release his hold on her, but with one hand he reached behind him and locked his door. No one's coming in. He gripped the bottom edge of her shirt and slid it over her head. Dropping her shirt onto the floor, he focused on the beauty of her breasts that were elevated nicely in her pink push-up bra. If it makes you feel any better, I can put a sock on the door handle, he said with a devilish grin. She snorted at his words, but her resolve faded quickly as his finger traced the edge of the fabric that cradled her breasts and stopped on the front clasp. Locking eyes, she nodded for him to undo her bra. There was no stopping now. Her body thrummed and ached for the release that only he could give her. Her breasts hung free as he slipped the bra from her shoulders. He was on fire and had one goal in mind. Cupping a breast with his hand, he teased her nipple with his thumb and felt it harden. Then, leaning into her, he drew as much of her other breast into his mouth as possible and grazed her nipple with his tongue and teeth. The sensation of her breast in his mouth sent a rush of moisture between her legs. Pulling his shirt free from his jeans, she ripped it over his head and mourned the loss of his mouth in that moment. Her hands went to his jeans and worked on freeing him, as he helped relieve her of her jeans. The pulsing ache of need between her legs was soothed as his fingers found her wetness and stroked. Soft moans fell from her lips as his hand worked her core. Before she knew it, He'd shuffled them over to the sofa with his cock straining for attention. Come here, baby. He whispered as he took in her naked body. Her breasts were as perfect as her hourglass shape. He'd never had sex with a woman at work before, so this was a first, something he hoped to repeat again and again with her. With a smirk and a raised eyebrow, she stepped forward and rested a knee on each side of his thighs. Lowering her body, she eased him into her core. The pleasure of him filling her had her biting back a groan, and when he pressed his hands into her hips and pulled her clit against him, 
She leaned forward, putting her mouth near his ear. You're killing me, she panted. She wanted to lose herself in the sensations overwhelming her. But if she gave over to the pleasure, everyone in the building would know what they were doing. And even if Mike didn't care, she did. Just relax. He murmured in her ear as he lifted her body up his length and then pulled her down again, loving the bounce of her breasts as the movement jarred her body. She eased into the flow of their dance, helping her move her body in ways that brought them both to the edge. And when his thumb pressed against her clit, she buried her face in his neck. Her teeth grazed his skin, and she rode him through her climax. As her teeth nipped him, and he felt her come, he let himself go. Gripping her hips, he helped her ride his cock, keeping her pace fast as she weakened from her orgasm. Her channel gripped his cock, and throwing his head back against the sofa, he gritted his teeth to keep from roaring through the pleasure that washed over him. Alicia rested her head on his shoulder as her breath returned to normal. She didn't want to get up. She wanted to be held and to hold on to him all night. She didn't want him to go back out into the dangerous world of terrorism. She loved the safety she felt in his arms. Her skin tingled with pleasure and goosebumps rose as her breathing returned to normal and her skin chilled. That was amazing, she whispered as she pulled away and looked into his eyes. And you were even quiet. I'm impressed, he teased. She playfully shoved his shoulder. I'm not loud. Her cheeks flushed with embarrassment. He barked a laugh. Yeah, you are. He nodded his head. But I think it's hot, so don't hold back on my account. His cell chirped, and he knew their time was up. He picked up the cell from the sofa cushion from where he'd tossed it moments before. Reading the text, he said, Time's up. Stroking his fingertips down her arms, his gaze heated as he took another glance at her breasts and then cupped her face in his hand. I love you, he stated. Love you too, Alicia replied. She didn't want to let him go, but she knew the importance of what he did. He was a man unlike most men. He risked his life because of his commitment to doing the right thing. She eased out of his arms and went to pick up her panties and jeans. He whistled as she gave him a great view of her ass as she gathered her clothes. You're determined to keep me here, aren't you? He said, standing and adjusting himself as he pulled up his jeans. Don't get any more ideas. She replied as she slipped the straps of her bra over her shoulders and then eased her panties up her legs. Maybe you can get a replay when this is all over. She gave him a smile, hoping that he didn't see her fear. Pulling his arms through his sleeves, he replied, That's some powerful motivation. He shoved his shirt back into the waistband of his jeans. Now, fully dressed, she stopped him at the door. Be careful, she said, pressing her hand against his chest. Her worries were now destroying the natural high their lovemaking had produced. He covered her hand with his. He wasn't going to jinx himself by promising that he'd be back soon, or that it would be easy. But he did want to allay her fears. We know what we're doing and we're going to outnumber them. With one last kiss, Alicia stood frozen as he walked out the door and headed for the conference room. Chapter 23 Jack smirked at Mike as he sat down beside him at the conference room table. Leaning towards Mike, he asked, Your head where it needs to be? Mike huffed and set his thick arms on the table. 
My head is perfect. He appraised Jack with a cool expression and continued, But yours is looking a little green. Jack scraped a hand over the rough stubble that covered his chin. Yeah, he was jealous. Mike had a chance to treasure the woman he loved before going out to meet some bad dudes. He'd wanted to hold Bella in his office and taste the sweet honey of her lips, but he'd had to settle for some hand-holding, which, if he thought about it correctly, was a step in the right direction. A few days ago, they'd had a professional relationship that stopped at the wall she'd erected to keep things professional. At least he was breaking down that wall and making his way to her heart. Cole cleared his throat and looked at the men in the room with him. They were exceptional people and operators. Mike and Jack, Tyson and Ryan, and Logan were scattered around the conference room table. Each man would accomplish any task that was set before him. He was glad they were on his team. Cole began, good to see everyone. A lot has changed since we last talked. Mike and Jack, good work with Sullivan and Miriam. They are set up in the break room. Logan has them on camera and will be monitoring them full time. He pointed at Logan, who had his laptop in front of him. They are without internet and phone, so we know they cannot contact anyone. The ATF is en route to Sultan's Feast to collect the goods in the basement. I forwarded Omar Zafar's name to Captain Wallace and the FBI. Cole pointed at Mike and Jack and then continued, You will accompany the FBI when they raid Omar Zafar's apartment. Logan will text you the details for the meetup site for this assault. Mike and Jack nodded in agreement. They were happy to have help on this. As much as they couldn't wait to take down the cell, they hated paperwork and the spotlight. And when the news hit that a terrorist cell had been taken down, the FBI would get the credit and save them from the press. They loved their work, but they didn't love the media spin concerning their work. Tyson and Ryan, Cole pointed a finger and then crossed his arms over his chest. Good work at Adil Shaw's house. The number you got from the neighbor was helpful. Logan has located the cell. It appears they have stopped at a hotel for the night. Logan will send you the address. You will accompany the FBI team in their retrieval. You are there for support, not as leads. At Cole's words, Logan broke his focus from Sullivan and Miriam long enough to forward on the hotel information to Tyson and Ryan. He didn't like virtually babysitting the couple, but two FBI contacts were on their way to collect them. Then he would focus on the bug some more. The technology fascinated him, and he wanted to get back to it. Cole shifted his weight on his feet. He felt like he was spinning plates as quickly as possible to keep them from crashing to the floor. This level of intensity made his adrenaline rush. He'd missed the exhilaration of the hunt. Once Adil and Amani are in FBI custody... You are to search the room and their vehicle. The FBI will impound the vehicle and do a more thorough search when they get to their headquarters. Tyson and Ryan nodded in agreement. Cole continued, Both teams are to check in when they are finished. One of the teams will then head over to the hotel, whose business card Ryan and Tyson found in the trash, at Adil's house. It appears to be where Aditya was staying. Hopefully, you'll find some good stuff there. At Aditya's name, Logan's heart clenched. He'd never imagined her to be the monster that she was. She'd appeared to be everything good and kind, but a killer had lurked under her false facade and sickened him that he'd fallen for her. He couldn't imagine that any of the other guys would have fallen for her deceit. 
He wasn't looking forward to going through whatever information they found at the hotel. Any questions? Cole asked. Everything seemed to follow standard protocol, so the man each shook his head and checked his cell. The text from Logan waited to be read. Get to it, Cole said. He watched his men head to the armory to suit up. He wished he could accompany them. He loved the rush. But he was needed here. He needed to stay in the loop and help Logan with any logistical issues that arose. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope you enjoyed these chapters. New episodes drop on Tuesdays and Fridays. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we will feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.